It is anything. It is everything. It is the Buck Gritano Podcast. Ancient alien theory. Ancient civilization. Spirituality. Mythology. Reality TV. Reality TV star. Current events. Not so current events. Comedy. Religion. Music. Authors. Sports. If it's hot and if it's happening, it's right here, right now on the Buck Gritano Podcast. And now, here's the man who makes stream of mind a streaming sensation, Buck Gritano. Hey everybody, Buck Rotano. Welcome you into the Buck Rotano podcast, something new I'm doing. Actually, this is the second time I'm going to do it because the first time I did it, I kind of messed up the podcast. Sound didn't come out great, but anyway, Buck Rotano joining me today, special guest, Lewis Harris. I, I think I said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Black Surfing Association East Coast member. Welcome, and that's something I'm going to start doing now, trying to introduce, like I said again, I'm not going to say it again after this one, but... I want to start introducing people from Rockaway, and no better that person to start off with is Lou Harris, and see him on social media, a very inspiring person, rocking the van shirt today, you can't see it because it's a podcast, but um, we had a great time talking for an hour, and I messed it up, but so let me go back, tell you a little bit about myself, Rockaway, born and raised, three kids. Uh, born in St. John's Hospital down in Far Rockaway, so Rockaway is my town, you know. Never surfed, but I mean, if you can come up with a Black Surfing Association, anything's good. <laughs> Anything can happen, man, right? So I researched um, surfing, and I had a couple buddies growing up in Rockaway. Like anybody had buddies growing up that surfed, couldn't do it, man. Couldn't do it. I was a sponge boarder with the with the Churchills, you know, whatever. The closest thing I got to a surfboard was putting my leash. On the bottom with a longer with a surfboard leash on my boogie board. That's that's the farthest I ever went with surfing, but I did love it. I love boogie boarding. But so I bring you on now. It's a pleasure to have you. We spoke about everything to know about the organization, but we have to run through it again. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. I'm ready. I'm, yeah, okay. I'm prepared. Now you got into you got into we all we we know the stories. You've been in New York Times. You've been on the news. Fox News, NBC, this one, that one, The Wave, this, you name the paper, <laughs> you've been there, right? Yes. Tell us a little bit about how you got started at first. We got to introduce everybody to, you know, the Lou Harris story. So it has to be the Lewis Harris story. It has to be from the start. Did you grow up near water, swimming, or anything like that? How did you get I'm into water? I'm a Pisces. So um, I've always been connected to the water. Um, I'm born in 1972. My parents had us, uh, swimming in 1977 in, um, in Amityville, Long Island in a scary time because 1977, that's when Jaws came out and it, in the, and the town that it came out in the movie, it was called Amity Beach. So we grew up, you know, not grew up, but we, 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 we learned to surf in Amityville, Long Island. So my twin brother and I, we connected that with that movie. And when we learned to swim we learned to swim in the ocean in amityville long island so we thought the shark was in that water 1977 that's when the steven spielberg movie came out my brother and i were freaking out so my parents got us swimming in uh 1977 at five years old and um they got us swimming because my parents growing up my father grew up in uh queens new york my mom grew up in harlem new york and they didn't have they didn't swim they they didn't have that opportunity they grew up in the 40s 50s 60s and um, they, uh, they they want us to have that what they didn't have. So they had us swimming at at at, uh, at five. And my father, he worked for American Express. He was an advertiser. You know, he 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 made good money. But matter of fact, people don't know that Brian Gumble, the newscaster from NBC, he well he's in CBS now, but he started out in advertising. He actually gave my father a shot. Back in 1969, 1970, and and and, uh, and he gave my dad a shot, and um, and pretty much that's where I got I got my niche to do the BSA from. Pretty much like you know, um, uh, advertising, marketing from my dad. So uh, what uh, what I did was um, I you know I took a page from from my dad early on. I, you know, I came here to Rockaway. I started surfing about 15, uh, 15 years ago. Uh, I started, uh, I skated 20 years ago, and I kind of combined the two. And, um, you know, 
it started out of a tragedy and now it's been blossoming into like a more than just surfing, more than just skating. It's been, you know, free cooking classes. Like today, I just came from today. I had a busy day today. I, I came from uh, Mara's Ice Cream today. We sealed that deal on a, a free cooking class for the kids. We do that March 21st. And I've just been so busy. Like, I'm kind of brain dead now, about to pass out, so you have to excuse me. But, like, you know, it's 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 been a whirlwind. And um, it's, yeah, like every other day, someone's been calling. Someone's been asking to uh, interview, like, um, I got a call today from BET, and BET said that that, that uh, my documentary has been accepted. Like uh, we we did like a little interview a couple weeks ago. It wasn't that much. They you know uh, they sent me like the the script and everything like that. But like they we finalized it today. It's gonna be on TV, and that's gonna be crazy with Tyler Perry. That's gonna be nuts. So you know it's you know it's it's been an amazing experience right now. I mean I mean and and I just love this community. I love it so much. I love giving back to it and. Uh, yeah, Rock, Rockaway needs it right now. It really, really does. It's a blue-collar town. I'm proud of this town. I love it so much. And like I said, like nobody's rich here. We're, we're all teachers. We're all firefighters. We're all cops. We're all construction workers. You know, and like um, that's why I do it for free because you know no one here is rich. I mean, like I said, this is this isn't like the Upper East Side. You know, you have to look out for your own here. Well, first of all, congratulations on that BET thing, man. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. I mean, I'm still even, shocked. Like, yeah, I'm even shocked even up. even to be introduced to something like that—that's pretty cool, man. So you're doing the right thing. So if anybody who lives in Rockaway Beach, they know who Lou Harris is. I mean, from social media, especially Instagram, giving out all the free sneakers and and surf lessons and cooking classes, and um, you know that your mom and your mom and dad just didn't teach you how to um to swim. They taught you how to be a decent human being, man, too. So. Well, yeah, well, well, you know what it is, like, you know, I grew up, I grew up in Long Island, uh, you know, uh, the only black family in a Jewish neighborhood, you know, with a gay brother. So I've heard all the names, the N word this and the F word towards gay people, towards my brother. So I grew up with all that, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm, and like, you know, I, uh, I got four, uh, gay aunts, lesbian, you know, aunts. So, so I grew up already being picked on so that's why like one of the so how, things so let me ask you a question Lou, Lou how do you how do you get to that situation to turn and I can't I never lived in your your skin your shoes your boots yeah. how do how do you how do you like able to like overcome that the hatred the uh, the the stuff that they said that you can't do especially what black surfing stands for for, for people hear it how do you you know wipe that off the shoulder or whatever wipe off your shoulder or whatever and then also at the same time your actions speak enormous. What you do, no race, no colors. I see all different races to what you're surfing and and you're cooking. So how yeah. how how did you get that far? How did you clear the path and and and, and focus on something like that? You know, you, you just gotta ignore you know what people say because they're gonna say some negative stuff because of the name. But you, you know, uh, you know that's me. It, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. Uh, that coronavirus thing. You know. You know, going around right now, you know, people, you know, I mean, like with black people, like when I started, you know, they thought, oh, you know, this is a black dude. He's just, you know, he's like the typical black, you know, and people are thinking like now with that coronavirus, they're thinking like every Asian person has that. Not every Asian person has that. The same with, you know, when I started surfing, like not every black person, the typical N word, you know, we have a purpose here. And, um, and like, I overcame that because I, you know, I said to myself, you know what, it's funny because a lot of people here, they think that this is going to be, oh, just all black people and little do they know, you know, I'm the, I'm, I'm the, the, the total opposite, you know, you know, and it's a beautiful thing. You know, I'm glad it, that I grew up in a neighborhood that was pretty much all white, rich neighborhood. You, my parents were well off, you know, cause it, you know, it, 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 it showed me what, I grew up with and pretty much like my, we, we had everything, you know, I mean, we, in growing up in Long Island, we had ever, I mean, come on, like my brother and I, we each had a thousand dollars a week spending spree for our going back to school clothes, whatever we wanted each. I was like, holy cow. I mean, that's what I do. And uh, I, I remember my father, he bought my twin brother and I, these diamondback BMX bikes, these Viper bikes. And, uh, they weren't the right bikes. We wanted to get the 24 inch, and my father went back and got the and got the 20 the next week. And I was like, whoa, you know, it, that blew my mind. You know, so when I came to Rockaway, 
And I see the kids here, and all these kids are like, yo, man, black people don't surf. Yo, yo, what you doing with that board? So I was like, yo, these, these brothers here are mean. But then I realized, I, I spoke to my parents, and, they, and they're like, Louie, listen, you can't fault them. Think about it. They didn't grow up like you did. I mean, my parents are like, we gave you anything you wanted, you idiot. Yeah, we spoiled the shit out of you, man. Like, yeah, these <laughs> kids don't have that. So instead of me thinking, oh, these kids are rude, they weren't rude. They just didn't have what I had. So if they grew up in Long Island, they would be walking around on a surfboard too. If they grew up in Long Island, they'd be walking around with a Diamondback or GTBMX like I did. So, Louis, so, yeah, so what what did you do like growing up as a kid? Did you you, did you typically just rolled a skateboard? You didn't play any sports, baseball and stuff like that? Or just like uh, a, an extreme skateboard or stuff like no, no, no. Uh, my father had me uh, had me playing uh, Little League, 1978, 1979. Started playing Little League. Then um, I saw my uh, neighbor, uh, Rich Commodore, 1982, walking around in a Bob Harrow BMX outfit. I was like, what the hell is that? And like, I went up and I said, I said, what's that? He goes, oh, I had a race this weekend in Belmore, Long Island. I said, what, what's that? He goes, oh, BMX. I went straight to my father, and that, that was when my father was rolling in the dough. He was working for uh, American Express. My father, this is 1982. My father's a black man. He, my father's making 88 grand a year. That's fucking, I mean, excuse my life. That's good. Yeah, that's he was good. doing well. He was doing well, definitely. A black man in a Jewish neighborhood, 1983, Long Island, 80, driving a BMW. That was ridiculous. I mean, that was good. Our neighbor was, our neighbor was the Sabaro Pizza. That was our neighbor, Sabaro. Maria Sabaro, Sabaro, they they were they were she's like she she used to date black dudes back in the day. You know Sabaro, they, 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 that's when I knew that my, we had money when Sabaro Pizza was our neighbors and we would go eat free pizza in their restaurant. And you, so uh, yeah, that, that, that's when I knew like oh my goodness. Uh, so uh, so my father he uh, he gave me anything. Yeah, I remember my father bought me these hundred dollar freaking race pants. Then the then the yeah but anyway so so I I grew up with uh, BMX and then after BMX, um, my father that's one thing that I used to love that we would do every Sunday, one of our any basketball player my father loved I loved, so when he loved Michael Magic Johnson I loved Magic Johnson when it went to Kareem it went to Kareem then we went to Dr J Dr J then it went to Magic Johnson I mean I mean to, I'm sorry to Michael Jordan Michael Jordan then we went to Kobe and you know so. You know, I went right to basketball, and as soon as we, I went to basketball, that's when I started coaching. And I started, so you know, I've always had sports in my life. One of my favorite things was, you know, people don't know this story, and I'll tell you this story. I've never, I don't tell the story because it's not documented. People don't believe it. But um, 1996, I was a camp counselor at Camp Pontiac. Right, this is West Copage, New York. I saw the ad in the paper for a basketball counselor, so uh, I applied for the job. And I got the job, even though I pretty much failed out of Syracuse, didn't graduate, but they hired me for the job. So I'm like, Ma, I got the job at this camp as a counselor. She's like, really? So I go up to the camp. So this is a fancy camp. So guess who the first uh, 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 celebrity there was? This first celebrity was Stephon Marbury, fresh out of his number two pick or number one out of the draft. Out of right? Georgia Tech. At the Georgia Tech, so get this, right? So I'm 1996. I'm there. I used to be a raver. I had the piercings on my face. I had the pink hair. I had all that, right? Oh. I was the counselor. All the kids, they loved me because I'm Freaky Lou. I'm Counselor Lou with the crazy hair, I'm with the piercings. They loved me to death. You were like the so, Dennis Rodman of, of counselors. That's what they called me. They called me Rodman. Yeah, that's funny you say that, Buck. Yeah. So, so okay, so I'm dead ass. This is, this, this is a true story. So Stephon Marbury comes up to the camp like you know and like he's friends with like one of the head owners and Stefan Murray comes up there right so he tries to clown all the counselors so there's five of us there's four guys and one girl so he clowns one guy scores on him clowns another guy scores on him clowns a girl scores on her then tries to clown but then he sees me with the hair and he, and a, 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 I'm the only brother. Everybody's white. I'm the only black guy pretty much at that camp. It's a Jewish camp. I'm the only ca black counselor. He gives me the ball. Like, what's this nigga? I'm sorry. Like, what's this guy going to do? So gives me the ball. I take the ball. And I'm like, what am I going to do? NBA player. I'm shitting in my pants. Guess what I do, Buck? I bounce it through his legs. I score on a layup. The kids go crazy. 
He looks at me, gives me the, I'm dead ass. I swear if I'm lying, I'm flying. I'm not a bird. If I'm, strike me down, God, I'm not lying. I go through his legs. I score a layup. And he turns around at me and gives me the dirtiest look. The kids go crazy in camp. The kids are going nuts. And then after that, he looks at me, doesn't say two words to me. They usher him off, and he was giving these dirt. And the kids were just – so, I mean, Buck, to this day, to this day, there's not a month that goes by that I don't Google that incident. Yo, and every day I see him, even though he plays in China now and he has the strawberries, I always look at him. I'm like, well, I scored on you. I scored on the NBA player. He wasn't looking for that. I will never forget it, man. Because yo, because he, because the counselors there, he like like they weren't. Even, I mean, some of it he was dunking on them, and I'm like, whoa, what am I gonna? So I was like the second to last person. I'm like, what am I gonna do to this guy? And thank God he gave me the ball to score on him. I was like, oh, yo, this is a. And he stood there with his legs wide open, right through his legs. So basketball has been my one love, and like you know, and like, and I swear on my life, I I Google that every day. So that was, very, so that, that was, was the... 1996. That and 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 it's funny too. A coincidence was too. The funny thing too is one of the counselors that came there came from um, Philadelphia, where Kobe Bryant had come from, and he came to camp that summer and was asking us, "Hey, man, you heard about this Kobe Bryant kid?" I'm like, "Who's Kobe Bryant?" He's like, "Oh, he's this new freshman kid. I mean, he's this new kid. He's about to be an NBA player." And he, and he was telling me, he's such a dick. This guy is so cocky. Every shot he makes, he calls it. He's so like, oh, I, I, oh watch this guy switch. It's going in. And I was like, who's Kobe Bryant? You know, and after that, that uh, uh, season, he came out. I was like, that's Kobe Bryant. I will never forget that. I, uh, that summer, I, I learned a lot from two NBA players, like from Farm Arbor and, and then Kobe. I remember that kid, that kid from – Philly came to my camp and was asking me, you never heard of this Kobe Bryant guy? I'm like, who the fuck is Kobe? I'm sorry, who's Kobe Bryant? That's funny. That's the first of two or many other things that you'll do that you're going to shock people, right? You you score Marbury. you You rip up the waves. You just don't surf in the summer. You surf all year round. All year round, I got <laughs> with uh, parents want me to take the kids out. Yeah, all year round. Like that's that's what I want to talk to you about. Let's talk about the surfing part of it, right? Once I want to hear the first time you got in the water because I know how who what was the surfer from Rockaway? Was it B? What's his name? BJ or something like that? J BJ uh, uh, Brian James. He's the one that uh, taught me about um, just respecting the ocean and stuff like that. First time I was in the water, uh, and actually, and actually surfed, and actually surfed, but got up wave? and surfed. Yeah, and quarter oh, wave. Was, first time? I was. That was no, not first time. Oh God, no, no. That was um, <laughs> that was that was a lot of work and a lot of dedication. I remember the first day I actually got up and quarter wave by myself. There was a shell on the beach when I was coming up, holding my board first wave, and I grabbed that board, that grabbed that shell, and I signed it, and I, I think I still have it somewhere, but I had the had the date on it and everything like that. But um that was two thousand and seven. Yeah. And then that was the first I did it by myself. And like and, and yeah, and my ex girlfriend at the time I, I I remember after I stopped skating and I saw everyone surfing up on Beach Ninetieth Street and I said to myself, you know, I said, Oh, I'm gonna you know what? I'm gonna pay for lessons, get lessons. She's like, No, you're gonna teach yourself and even though that girl and I don't speak anymore, we've broken up. But still, seriously, there's not a you know day that doesn't go by. I don't thank her for that for that uh, advice, telling me that because I would probably would try to get lessons. But she said, "No, you're gonna teach yourself. You skated for 20 years. You're gonna do it yourself." Yeah, I don't hear you, Buff. Plus, you were you were a swimmer, so you were friendly with the you were familiar with the water. And growing up in Rockaway, I know how Rockaway could be a tough place to maybe not the biggest waves all year round, but the rip the riptide people know here is pretty sick. They had a pretty sick riptide. Uh, so actually, to get on the board and learn. Now, what was the next step? That how did you go from surfing to the Black Surfing Association East Coast chapter? How did that all of a sudden happen? Well, um, there was a a fire four years ago in, in Coney Island. And um, it was a fire that took the life of a police officer. And the fire was started by a 13-year-old kid at the time. His name was Marcel Dockery. And um, when the police uh, apprehended him and they asked him why he did it, the kid said that he was bored. 
and and like you know, I tell you know that that really resonated with me because you know, as I said before, like I wasn't always an active, busy kid. You know, my parents always had us doing so much stuff that blew my mind. So I just couldn't, you know, I just couldn't believe that a kid was that bored. He would just sit there and start a fire. So um, uh, a few a few months prior to that, I got uh, an article of the Surface Journal by by mistake. It was my neighbor's uh, uh, magazine, but I got it and I kept it just to read the article. And in that article was uh, the BSA founder. It just happened to be. I didn't even know he was in there. I just took the magazine because it said Surface Journal. It was a cool picture on the front. And I took the magazine, opened it up, and he was in there. I was like, wow. I said, black people surf? I was like, that's crazy. And I got a black surf association? I said, that's, what's that? So, so I started Googling black surf association. And I just saw all black people. I was like, okay, it's a little weird for me because I grew up in Long Island and like I'm not used to just all black people. I, you know, I like black, white, I like everybody. So I saw that and then I saw, I Googled him and, and then that's when I was like, you know what, maybe I could do that here because there's no kind of thing here, you know, because first I wanted to connect black people to surfing, but then I was like, wait a minute, I don't want people to think I'm racist. So I, I want to do this, you know, with everybody. So I connected with him, and then he gave me the reins, and then he saw what I was doing here, and then him and his but wife. But how how did he give you the reins? I, I don't understand. Like he just gave you the reins. He called them up and said, no, no, no. "Give me oh, yeah, some yeah, in between. Give me some in betweens there." Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. He saw. Um, uh, I started. Uh, I started doing the surf lessons, and he started seeing pictures of that. I I would tag him in that on Facebook, and then he started seeing the skate lessons, and then he started seeing the cooking classes, which he never thought of doing. He was blown away by that. Then he started seeing how now the community's working. Now he's seeing as wow that Camp Rockaway is letting us sleep there for free, and that's like a five hundred dollar five hundred dollar night place. He's starting to see wow, uh, people wits in is giving us free cooking classes, which he never thought about. So stuff that I'm doing, he never thought about. So the like, black so the Black Surfing Association is not only surfing. No. So you gotta no. put you gotta you gotta change that logo a little bit and let people know yeah. that what you're doing like it's amazing man definitely cool yeah, stuff no, no i wanted i wanted i wanted to just to to, to branch out and like you know because like i said you know i have a marketing background i mean god bless my father you know who you know you know uh subconsciously he 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 gave me that i mean like i would i failed out of school i mean come on i mean i was i was a stupid kid you know but i learned something I learned something. I took something with me because, you know, I, 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 I shocked myself sometimes. When I sit, sit around and I think of the stuff that I've done and, the, you know, the videos I put up and, the, and the, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I had this lady tell me the other day, she's like, who does your videos? I'm like, what videos? She's like, the ones you put on Instagram, they're like a movie. I'm like, I do. She's like, no, you, you have like a, a video. I'm like, I do it. So and when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, wow, I think I'm onto something here. You know, like Sarah, like this. Yeah, lady, because the, the, technology. I think technology. We all it together. So if you can get the range and you could do it, it ain't like um, our grandparents now. If you got technology, they can't mess with that stuff. Oh, you still have the wit, and you grew up with. You watched the technology come about. You know what I mean? You saw every step of it. So for you, they just don't understand that stuff, man. Betamax, VCR. Yeah, Betamax. You guys a kid what a Betamax was? Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Next kid that next kid that surfs. You say, do you know what a Betamax is? And I'll give you, a, I'll, I will make the biggest donation if they know what it is. No, have, under 10 years no, old. Never. No, no. if you ask a kid, well, hey, what's in television? No clue. Like, no clue. They don't even know like, um. Say, what, yo, what's Atari? Nothing. Nothing. But they look at that stuff and they like, you played this? Like my son, I show him a game with like two bits of memory and whatever it is, gigabytes. And he's like, you know, the hockey, we had the hockey. And it wasn't even hockey. It was like a stick figure with two guys skating. <laughs> that was hockey. Like that was the new hockey out. So I showed my daughter the other day. I showed her, I showed her uh, Tech Mobile. Remember that? Yes, yes. Hot, 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 hot. Yeah, like, like my freshman year. At They're like, hot, 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 hot. I remember that, yeah. County Community College, 1989. That was the game, and it was such a. You, you look at it now, it's like we were into that. But hey, you did a lot of stuff back then. So yeah, like, so let's let's take it back for technology, right? You said it, we're talking about technology, and I hated the break, cut you off. I'm sorry, but talking okay. about, we're talking about technology, and one of the first, and you told me one of the first pioneer black surfers of all time, right? Nick Gabaldon, right? Pioneer. You don't know the story. See, 
12 Miles North, I think it's called. It's a great documentary, 30 minutes long. And it was sponsored by Nike, which is awesome. And it introduced different, you know, people that were inspired by a black surfer. Now, Nick, he went out with a surfboard that was like a tree trunk, right? I mean, it looked like it had a bottom. They talk about technology. How much has surfing technology changed since 1950 to today? It's amazing. It's unbelievable. I mean, boards have gotten lighter. Um, the fins have gotten smaller. Uh, it's not. It's not a tree trunk anymore. It's not, it's more more. It's fiberglass boards or epoxy. Boards are shorter. They come in different width, different lengths, it, different uh, dimensions. So it's a whole different thing. Back in those days, you had to get those guys props. I hear mad stories of the locals around here. Like I'm blessed to be living around a lot of locals around here who've been here for 40, 50 years. And they tell me stories about Rockaway here. They say, hey, Lou, you should have been here back in the 60s. We used to go down to the dirty 30s. I'm like, what the hell is that? They, they used to go down to Beast 30th Street. I'm like, well, what's going on down there? They, we, we would bring our crappiest cars. I'm like, why? Because when we'd surf, they'd break into them. So that's how it was down in the in Beach 3rd. I said, where at? They said 33rd Street and Beach. They called the naughty 40s and the dirty 30s. Uh, they, when you would drive your car down there, you know, you would drive a nice car. They would rip your stereo out the car down there. The locals would tell me. And they would tell me, they would say that that's, it would break the best down there. Back in the late '60s, early '70s, and they say they used to tell me, "Lou, we'd have these hundred-dollar boards. I mean, I mean, I mean, a uh, hundred-pound boards." And I'm a nine-year-old kid dragging this board, and they would tell me these stories. I'm like, "What?" And they would say, "Yeah, they, you know," and, and they would say, "Like, you know, we had no leashes, we had nothing. These boards would go flying, hitting you in the head, and you had to run and go get it." You know, and a lot of these kids, they all lived in Dayton Towers here. You know, Surge. You had Francois, you had my boy Big Wave Buddy, you had my boy over here, uh, oh, uh, uh, Chuck. A lot of these old school guys have been here since 1940, 15, telling me stories about Rockaway, yo. And it's funny, too, because I'll never forget it. The funny thing about Rockaway is this, man. When I used to live on Beach 87th Street, Beach 89th Street, 90th Street, a lot of the black people, like, you know, I'd be walking down the street with my surfboard, yo, and I would see black people. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Yo, man, what you doing with that boy? Yo, man, what you, a white boy? Yo, black people don't surf, man. What you doing with that boy? So when I moved uptown here, and I'll never, ever forget it, you know, Buck. I'm serious, brother. I'll never forget this. I moved uptown here six years ago to 122nd, uh, uh, after Sandy, right before, right after Sandy, because our house got wrecked, right after Sandy, moved up here. And I'll never forget it. I'm coming out the water on Beach 122nd Street, and I see my neighbor. And I'm like, oh, He's going to say something stupid to me, God. And he says to me, hey, yo, how are the waves? And I look at him. And I'm like, you're not saying nothing stupid like black guy surfing? Hey, what are you doing surfing? Hey, what are you doing here? And he said, hey, how are the waves? Did you have a good time? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, did you, did you score? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yo, have a good day. And ever since I lived here, every white person I see up here says that same freaking thing. No one ever disrespects me. And it's funny. Living downtown, my brothers and sisters, black people, disrespect you like a bit. I'm sorry. We'll disrespect you quick. And but, why, up, why is that, you think? Because well, I think they, they just don't know. They don't, you know no, because it's, it's, they didn't have the opportunity. So they're either bitter because they, they didn't have the opportunity or they're just negative because they just don't know. And, 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 and that's what I figured it out because, you know, up here, like I said, you know, like this is the Irish Riviera. It's not a it's not like, I mean, you see, I, can I can speak for myself. I grew up in Rockaway, I'll be honest with you. And we grew up in a mid, lower middle class Dayton buildings. I grew up in 8200, 8100 80, were the two buildings that we all lived in, to be honest with you. Bunch of guys. Honestly, it was kind of a downfall because there was too many guys, not enough girls. So yeah. we used to always do our thing, and we, every season we would go out. It would be, okay, in the summertime, we'd boogie board. Okay, we weren't like, I'm not saying we're professional or anything, you know, but we would go out as a group of 10, and it would be two black kids, one Spanish kid, one white kid, and then, you no, know, whatever, mixed of four white kids. It, it, we didn't look at each other like that, man. It, like, honestly, when we were, because we know what, we had a, like, like this connection just in the water. Just, even if we swam in a pool, like the local pool downstairs. 
it was all different rate because we were born in the water. So the opportunity was present for everybody that lived there that could afford it. Was the black kid surfing? Well, one kid surfed, and everybody knows who he is. Years ago, he gets no props for it, but Sean Ringo. Sean, Sean Ringo. Oh, that, oh, that was Sean? The actor. Oh. actor Sean was, was a surfer. He used to go out on big days. I, I All the time I'd see him go out. He was really into riding the bikes. The actor. Um, and then I'm saying, how old was he then when he was He had out? to be like 15, 14, 15, 16. He was skateboarding. He was he was surfing. You wouldn't believe it now for being in the movies. Always being that's that so big, big that big guy. Because what started him off was winning arm wrestling competition in Coney up. Island. That kicked yeah. him off. And then yeah. he put a lot of hard work. He got on uh, the soap operas, right? One Life to Live. Yeah, yes, I he, saw he did Notorious B.I.G. He was Suge Knight, right? In, in the yep. movie. Um, he'd done plenty of stuff with Netflix. I've seen him on a bunch of Netflix. Uh, I think he was on Daredevil or not Daredevil. I'm sorry, the other one. Oh, the 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 Harlem one. How come I can't get his name? Luke Cage. He was on Luke Cage. And his wife is the uh, newscaster. I told you the other day. On, yes, uh, yes. Eleven. He put his time in. He used to surf, but I don't think he gets his props for his surfing. And he was a he big kid. He was a big kid too, growing up. So he wasn't like he was like a you know five foot something, and he was he was always on the big side, but very very athletic. He would skateboard. He would um, ride his bike. He loved riding bikes. That's when he would jump and stuff. I'm like, wow, this kid is kid is like three years younger than me, but he's like amazing, man. But I'm happy that he did well. So I know if you you grow up in the area, yeah, not Hamels, of course not, because honestly. The projects did not go to the beach. I grew up right across the street from the projects. They did not go to the beach to hang out. Not even to to, to suntan or to play volleyball. They kind of avoided the beach. Like like we said, they probably don't know. If I would took a kid from Hamels and I took him to the beach for one week, he would fall in love with the beach. Just never had the opportunity. Yeah. That's the part where you come in and anybody has the opportunity that lives in Rockaway to listen to this podcast... You can get the call, get in touch with Lou, and he'll teach your kid how to surf, no matter what the race, color, anything, for free. Like that um, Adam Sandler movie. Remember he wanted everything? He wanted the the Porsche. Remember the 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 gumballs and you on the same page? What movie? The one, the Adam Sandler movie. The movie with. And I'm a big fan of his. That the one with the he had the dreams. He had he had like his niece and nephew, and he. Uh, story tell, uh, story something or yeah yeah that's that one he wanted the Porsche and every story they said the kids it would come true for Adam Sandler's character and he was yeah. like he wanted them to tell a story about him getting a Ferrari a red one for free <laughs> oh yeah I gotta watch it now I gotta watch it so get into <laughs> you start up the surf stuff where's the goals now where do you want to take this to the next level no, just uh, hopefully, because uh, people have been hitting me up to want to do this um, in different states. So, um, but I, I, I kind of just want to see how big I can get it here in Rockaway, and then I'll worry. You know, it's more like let's see. You know, it's like it's it's like having a franchise of, of a restaurant here. Before you branch off and have a, a one more here, 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 I want to see how big I can get it here, get it here, and then we start it somewhere else. But like you know, I kind of want to, you know, like I was telling you the other day, I you know I want to get a, a BSA house, which would you know which would uh, you know have have room and board, you know for kids that you know if they have no way to stay or, um, if if kids want to come by and do homework, you know, uh, kids want to we you know do after school, you know have sleepovers, you know we go over surf film, um, we do uh, uh um study uh, study groups. Um, have surf films, surf movies, parties, you know, stuff like that, you know, and, you know, uh, uh, you know, kids can have a place to call their own because a lot of kids here in Rockaway don't have houses that they are happy to go to and stuff like that. And I want to have a place where they can come and say, yeah, this is where I live. This is my room, you know, and yeah. And I yeah. would love that. I got to ask you another question for out there. Is, does Rockaway have, have a, a surf culture? Is there a surf culture in Rockaway? You believe, think? Oh, it's all you know. It's 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 all hipsters now. I remember. Um, uh, that's why I loved it then. Two thousand. Uh, I'd say from two thousand seven to two thousand twelve, for me was surf surf culture. It was like, this isn't New York. This is California. 
But after after 2012, uh, Hurricane Sandy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and and like, I'll never, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. After Hurricane Sandy, all those people that it, it was kind of a gift and a curse. All those people came to help. That was the gift. The curse was they stayed. Because I remember when they were coming to help and help with the trash and help with the moving the all that crap. They when we first came to Rockaway, I remember the, how me and my shorty looked. We was, but they had the same look in our eyes when they came to Rockaway. They were looking. They were like Magellan. They were like. Oh, I remember I elbowed my girlfriend at the time, and she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Say hello." She's like, "What?" I said, "Say hello to your new neighbors," and they all moved here. You know what I'm saying? All those and and to me that that's what ruined the self culture because like I was telling you, you know, last time we spoke. And everybody got a surfboard. Everybody ignored the rules, you know. So now, so you're telling me now? I don't, I don't surf, Lou, and I want to yeah. cut in on you. I, I'm not, I don't surf. The percentage, there's a nice waves. Uh, August, say August, it's pumping. Uh, end of August, pumping before yeah. the before the hurricanes come. How many people out there? Because I see tons of people. I walk the boardwalks. There'd be 50, 60 people surfing 90th Street down until you know little stretches into the hundreds. How many of them actually know each other that surf out there? Like like friends? Yeah, well, friendly friends, or they just go out there and a lot of individual surfers, or a lot of people. The, no, I would say the only people that know each other are on that jetty on 90th Street, inside that jetty on the rocks. Everyone knows each other on that jetty. Like, like, like let's say tomorrow summer and I go paddle out, I'll know eight people right there instantly. And all so locals. All local guys, pretty much. Okay, okay. No, 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 not local. See, that's one thing. See, look, I give respect to Rockaway people. See, that's one thing about people that aren't from Rockaway. They're quick to call themselves locals. I don't play that. That's me. I've been here 15 years. I'm not a local. A local is someone who, who's born here. I'm a resident. That's why. I, yeah, that's one thing about that. That you, you got to check people. You know, and 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 these people, these hipsters here, don't like that. I will check you in a with the quickness. There's, there's a guy here. He's he's been living here about twelve years, and and um he was in he was in he was in Connolly's, and Dylan Dylan Smith the kid who drowned, his 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 aunt I know her she was she was up in Connolly's and she knows everybody in there, so there was this dude up in Connolly's, and, and he's all yeah I'm a local yeah and he's like loud mouthing that's one thing I noticed when people come here they they they, they oh I'm a local they're all drunk. So she's like being quiet and everything. He's like, you know, he's like, still, yeah, I've been here for a while, man. So Dylan Smith's, Dylan Smith's mom, aunt turns around. She's like, so where, where's, where's your, uh, where's your uncle from? And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, where's your uncle from? He's like, Michigan. And he's like, oh, so where's your aunt from? And he's like, oh, uh, from, uh, from, from Detroit. And he's like, but he said, I'm sorry, hun, I'm sorry to tell you, you're not a local. He's like, yeah, but I live here. And she's like, no, but you got to be. And then she's is 100% right. To, for, and, and, and I will tell somebody with the quickness. I'll be like, listen, are you from Rockaway? No. Are you born here? No. Have, you know, and, and I told him, I said, to be a local, you have to have roots here. You have to be born here. You, you know, you have to, you, you, you got laid behind Stella Maris School. Your father taught you how to drive at Key Food. You graduated from Beach Channel. That's a local. To me, I'm a resident. And I will tell people with a quick, they said, no, you're a local. I'm not a local. No, but That's it's the same thing. You're right. You're 100% right, Lou. If you go to the, if, if you go to the, if you go to the islands of, uh, of Hawaii, and I lived there for 20 years, I'm gonna consider myself a local. It's the same. It's the same oh, thing. Awful. No, no, no. I don't. I don't. Just why, like you know, uh, 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 Tyra Banks, that model. She was in an interview not too long ago, and she is born and raised in Compton. She went to USC. Yeah, come on. And she goes, "I'm a New Yorker." No, you're not. Like I'm the first. Look, 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 look. I'm a doorman. Right. I told you this. And um and uh uh oh oh oh. Who's the chick? What's her name? Oh my goodness. Uh, Taylor Swift. She lives in my building, right? So she like she comes in late night, one o'clock in the morning. She comes in drunk sometimes, yo. Her and her manager and the dancer. So she came in one night, and me, I'm the overnight. I was overnight porter. So she came in and she's hooting and hollering with one of the residents, and she's like, "Yeah, I love New York. Like, I've been living here such a long time. Like, I'm a New Yorker." So like, I come in the lobby, and I'm like, "Who's a New Yorker?" So and it's Taylor Swift, and I I recognize who she is. 
I said, Taylor, I said, so I didn't say, I said, I said, you're a New Yorker? She's like, yeah, I'm in, I said, but you're not from here. So like my boss, like, shut up, shut up. And I'm like, but she's not from New York. So then she was, she's intrigued now. Cause here I am. I don't, not giving a, a F who she is. And, and I'm like, yeah, but you, you're not a New Yorker. Like, so I asked her, I said, where'd you go to high school? Uh, 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 uh I said, uh, Sweet Tea, Alabama. <laughs> yo, like, hey, come on. I'm going to put you on blast. Like, seriously. And, and like, the, there was a guy here. But um, it's sad. But it's sad that society has it where you can't even tell a person that you have to be careful of your job because she's worth a, a million dollars a day. And what, what we can't ask a question? Like, that's a, but that's society. That's no, society. But it's, but it's funny. It's funny, Buck. People are scared of that. No, no, but after that, I gained her respect. After that, I gained her respect because, because like, that's one thing I don't, yeah, like, because, like, me, like, I don't, there's so many people here in Rockaway that do that. Like, you, I'm a local. So, like, where, where does surfing start? Where, where would you think that everybody, if you had to, like, if I didn't, if I fell under a rock, or I came under a rock and he left a rock and I came out, when I asked you, where did surfing start? Who started surfing? Oh, Hawaiian people in and, Hawaii. And what color, what color are Hawaiians? They're a little they're, darker than you, a little lighter than me. They're not white, right? Nope. They're not blonde-haired white guys, right? Okay, nope. okay. I and, just and then what happened was these rich, not rich. No, 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 not rich. No, 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 no. The story is is that these white Navy officers got stationed in Hawaii and saw them doing how it. fucking cool like, that was. What? They're riding the waves. And then what happened was. When these Navy officers were in Hawaii seeing the Hawaiians do it, they didn't have surfboards. They cut off pieces of tree trunk and slimmed it down. So they weren't even on so They were just on pieces of tree plants. And they do that today still in Africa where yeah. they, 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 might, they might not surf the wave, but they, they boogie board the waves with pieces of wood. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's been going on since the beginning of the time. Just never yeah. recorded. Yep, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and it's funny because people try and say, Surfing is a white sport. It's not a white sport. I'm not gonna say it's it's you know everyone. I mean it's just it, it wasn't put away. You know put it this way. It wasn't started by by white men. Of, of course you know, but I mean, it doesn't just because it says that, you know it's a white sport. It's not a white. It's, it's everyone. Everyone does it. It doesn't matter if you're black, white. Here in Rockaway, I've encountered everyone. I I heard you mention, and it's funny because I heard you mention on the podcast before talking about um, a Jamaican surfer. If you can recall that that conversation you had, who was the Jamaican surfer that you had down here in the Rockaways? Oh, um, uh, Ika Wilmot. They they found me on Instagram, and I remember when people found out that I was in contact with him. They're like, "How'd you meet him?" I, I said, I didn't "So meet who him. who is he? Who exactly is he? Is he a pro surfer? Or is he? How... He, he somewhat he's somewhat of a pro surfer, but he comes from a huge surf family." In Jamaica, the Wilmot family. So you know his brother Billy, and then his dad uh, Brian. Yeah, so they have a huge, huge um, family. And they, I, I guess, one day they must have googled black surfing, and they, and then I popped up, and they saw what I did, and they came out to New York, and they helped me out. And yeah, it's it, it's been that thing. Like people, people said to me, I'll never forget. They said, "How did you meet the the Wilmots?" I'm like, and I didn't mean I don't mean to sound conceited. But I said I don't meet them. I said they met me. They found you. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah I didn't you know I, I I didn't I mean I know who the Wilmots were, but I didn't let me let me find you know they and, and I'm like and I remember like who's this and I, and then like they were like yeah we want to come out to New York and when I and when they came out to New York and I took them around Rockaway people were like how do you that's when they were like whoa black serving association the, the best this? thing I heard from the conversation was they thought the water was too cold because they had to wear the they had to wear the suits in the summer right. That's how cold the water up here was, right? You're overreacting a little bit. <laughs> it wasn't that cold. It wasn't yeah, that cold. I think, the, I think the water was maybe like maybe seventy or something like that. But for them, they're in a water that's eighty-two, eighty-three. And it's that much difference, really? Or they just like just feeling? It's like feeling a New York winter for the first time. You're like, wow, this is crazy. And but you hear a couple of winters, you're like, it's not that bad. It's not yeah. bad at all. That's so funny, man. That's amazing. Now. What was I gonna say to you? Do you had the the West Coast, the West, I mean the East Coast is you. The West Coast is Tony. Yeah. How how was it out there? How big is the West the West Coast chapter? Oh, um, 
I think maybe see like they're more of an association. They're more of a like they're not they don't do what I do. They're more of a okay, let's do something every couple of months. They're like, okay, let's have a oh, okay, okay. Oh, let's do a and that's more that's more I would say out of twenty of them, fifteen are black, I would say three or four are white. And more or less with me, like I work more with kids, I work with everyone. So it, yeah, it's totally different. And, and and they're like blown away in shock of how I do it because like now I have the sponsorship, and you know, and and the TV and stuff like that. So yeah, so 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 they always say, you know, they're blown away about what I do. Yeah, it's 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 night and day from from uh from what I from what from what they do and I do. It's it's totally different. Yeah, they—they're like—they're more of a club. I got you. I understand what you're saying. You do—you're more active with the weekly things and giving out uh, lessons, and you—you're expanding it more into what? How do you say? It? What do you? What do you? How do you say? It? More of a. I'm trying to turn this into a brand. That's what I'm. Yeah, trying. Yeah, because you know, I, I grew up. My father was an advertiser. You know, I you know I, I went to school for marketing. I'm trying to turn this into a, you know, into a brand. I want to. Trying to flip this and trying to do it, like like I said, see how big it gets here, and then see see if, you know, and see if we can do this. No, in other places, I got, I got people reaching out to me from Zimbabwe to Hawaii to Japan to uh, Nicaragua. You know, I had this guy the other day who who's in in Puerto Rico said, "Hey, hey, hey no, papi, can we do this here?" I'm like, "All right." So in order for you to do this here, I got to go there and start, you know. So like, hopefully we could branch out, and then I got people that go there and start it for me. And then I got people that go here and start it for me. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Like, so where, what's the what's the first step that makes it towards that gold? It's oh, a, it's, a, huge, a huge a huge donation, huge. From the, who, be, but from who? Who who would be a donation? Like um, a sneaker brand or this brand or a, uh, oh, a surfing no, no. a surfboard company or? No, it have to be for somebody like Jeff Bezos from Amazon. It's got to be somebody from Zuckerberg from Facebook. It's got to be huge. Some, Somebody, Eli Musk, you know, uh, those kind of guys that got that coin that can drop one fifty, a hundred thousand, one hundred fifty thousand. We're not, we're not batting an eyelash. Those kind of guys. And trust me, I have hit them up on Instagram. Trust me, Mark Zuckerberg's DMs are full for me. Amazon, Jeff Bezos, full for me. All those big wig hedge fund guys, you can name them all. Uh, 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 Warren Buffett, Jay Z. All of them. If you got an Instagram account and you got money, you got messages from me. Fox Five. I don't. If it, everybody. So so the build the build the brand up to get it to a point where it's that money. It's the money. Absolutely. I'll so, but yeah. you have to be able to expand it within the Rockways too. So you're the only one that takes part in the classes. It's pretty much you hands on with the students. Oh no no! There's me, and then I have uh, four other counselors. I mean, uh, 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 instructors, and um, yeah, yeah, they're all uh, uh, qualified, just like myself, and um, yeah, it's it's us, and and then it helps me out too because that way, let's say that we have a Saturday, a typical Saturday, we'll have like fifteen, sixteen kids, and you know, with that, we'll have three to four, that ratio, four kids, I mean, four instructors to fifteen, sixteen kids, which which actually works out, and everybody's qualified, and then also too. We have four guys, and then we have that typical hot uh, girl uh, instructor who's amazing. Yeah, you'll see her. She's like an Amazon woman. She's fantastic. <laughs> and, and the kids love her. Of course. We, we call her the BSA surf mom. You know, she's a, and she, she's great. That's Kylie. She's fantastic. And, yeah, and, and, and um, I can't wait to have you out there. You, you, sh you should definitely do a podcast from one of our surf uh, lessons. On I would come out because I have the phone. I'll do it. But here's the thing now. To get me to surf would be like amazing. That would be cool if I could learn how to surf. So maybe one day we'll do that. I know it's running kind of late, and um, before before I let you go, right? You did you do this stuff, and it and out of the heart, out of, it's from the heart. Now, if people yeah. wanted to make donations, like I know you do everything for free. Do people ask you come over to you and say, uh, "How much do you cost? Can you make a donation? Do you have a, a fund me page? Do you have?" How 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 did how do they get back to you for the stuff you do? Uh, I mean, it's not for, it's not for you. I'm saying it's for to expand no, the, the, the association. 
yeah, totally. No, 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 like no, if no, I don't no, have I... a surfboard, say if I don't have a surfboard, and yeah. I want to come to you, how would I learn how to surf without a surfboard? You supply a surfboard for the kids and everything like that? I supply the surfboards. I supply the wetsuits, and that's from donations. And and like it's amazing. You know, it's really amazing. I gotta say, um, I mean, I've been blessed with so much stuff that's been happening with the vans and the TV. But I gotta say, last week was a big week for me because in one week, because because we're always in the newspaper here. We're always in the wave. But last week was a big week. Last week was we were in the wave for a week. I got donations from vans and then i got donations from patagonia in one week so patagonia is a is, is a billion dollar company i got donations from vans another billion dollar company i got donations from and we were in the paper here so that was a last week i was floating last week so like, how was, so uh, the vans the vans now they just give they, you they sneakers call, they call me they call me up now now it, it, it used to be um six boxes every month now they just call me every week and give me a box a week, God which is easier you. for me. It's easier for me, so I get a box a week of, uh, I'd say, 10 pairs a week. Yeah. That's so cool. And then you give them out to random people, uh, people who need it. You went through stories last time. Listen, I know it's running late, but I'm going to – trust me. If I'm doing a podcast on Rockaway, I'll definitely, Lou, have you back on. And we're going to do that in person at, at, the, at the studio. No more of this stuff. So we'll get together. We'll, we'll be – you know, here. What I've got a hat for you here. This is from Patagonia. I got to give you here. I don't here. know. I take a hat. I like hats, but anything no, else, I, got, I do not I, want. I got a box full of stuff here. No, vans, do not want like vans. I don't want vans. Like I said to you, you you give my you give the pair you're gonna give to me. You give it to somebody who say it's from me. That's what you do. I don't need oh. no sneakers, man. People out there need a lot more than I do. Okay, that's a beautiful thing. You know what I mean. So listen, we'll we'll get together again and we'll do it right in the studio. So we'll make it like a real a real thing. So thanks again for. Spending another almost hour with me. The first hour was so much better than the, this one, I felt like. But whatever. It is what it is, man. So I'm going to That's all good. It's all good. I had a good time. It's all good. Me we're too. Good. I always have fun, man. Listen, we'll get together again. I'm going to get some other people from Rockway. I talked about Whitney. Acock's going to come on. Brian. Uh, a bunch of people from this. You're going to help me out also, right? Wink, wink. And, I promise um, you. Let's just tomorrow. All right. Thank you so much. And um, good night, everybody. All right, brother. You've been listening to the Buck Gratano Podcast. If you have a question, comment, suggestion, or an idea for a future topic, drop us a line. And tune in again next time to the Buck Gratano Podcast. Say